Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Pack Racing Springs. Now, I'm going to kind of deviate here and just tell you about my experience with Pack Racing Springs. Um, before they were a sponsor of the show, they were a kit that I always had in mind and truthfully didn't know they even made UTV spring kits, but um, I had always seen them on King of Hammers cars. I'd seen them on Timmy Cameron's Rock Balancer and just known that, you know, if the best and the best are running them, they've got to be quality. So whenever we agreed to link up for the show, I was nothing but ecstatic. Um, they have given me the chance to use one of their spring kits in the standard uh, standard setup that they have. We went through and determined for the type of racing I'm going to looking at doing in and uh, all the trail riding that I do, which is you know it's about a 50/50 split of both. That their uh, UTV full spring kit was a great option for me. It takes away those crappy stock tender springs that you don't get any lift out of and you don't get any actual usable travel out of and it really gives you a true dual rate spring system it's incredible um, the quality of the springs is fantastic uh, the powder coat on them is awesome they're so smooth like i cannot talk about the quality of the actual spring itself now the car ride is substantially better as well truthfully again i'll reiterate this because i've said it before um, I noticed the biggest difference when I'm just slow trail riding, and I think it's because that tender spring kit uh, that is included in the full kit, um, it makes such a big difference. It's just such a vast difference from stock that it just blew my mind how soft, you know, just trail riding became. And then when I get in it and really get going fast, I have full stability um, with the stock tuning for the for the shocks, but I have, I'm so stable yet at the same time, I'm floating like a cloud. It's the best of both worlds. Um, pack Racing, again, just amazing product. Their full spring kit is what I run. I highly recommend you check them out. They offer a coupon code for all listeners, ROR, will get you 10% off unlimited uses their entire website. And their website is racingsprings.com. Infinite Off-Road also is a sponsor of the show, and I really want to give those guys a shout out because um, they're actually my hookup on tires. Uh, I haven't found anywhere that carries the, the size, brand, tire that I really like. And Infinite Off-Road is just that niche group that carries it for me. The best part of their company is they offer a 25-year, you-break-it, they-fix-it warranty on all their lights, their rock light kits, their whips, everything that they sell, Infinite Off-Road, um, it includes that warranty. And not only does it include that warranty, but that warranty like is actually usable. I don't know if anyone's ever dealt with a company where the warranty was hard to even you know get your product if it broke. It was just a, more of a hassle than it was worth. But Infinite Off-Road makes it so easy. Customer service is A1. Response time is just fantastic. I've had nothing but positive experiences with them, and I've been dealing with them for the last six years. Um, again, just an absolutely awesome team over there. Um, their website, infiniteoffroad.com, is also super easy to use. They also have given us a coupon code, um, and that is code R-O-C-K-S, one word, ROCKS. And that's 10% off unlimited uses for the website, infiniteoffroad.com. Also, my friends at All Things UTV, All Things UTV is my go-to for basically everything else. You know, I have my springs taken care of. I have my lighting taken care of. Um, if I need wheels, suspension components, blow-off valves, axles, differentials, anything that I can imagine, shifters, you know, basically every other part of the car is covered by All Things UTV. Um, I... 
love dealing with the staff there. Every single time I've ever called, they've been very polite and able to answer my questions. Customer service is super fast, and Dustin Robbins, the owner, um, now actually runs his own powder coating as well because now you get your parts powder coated from the same place, and it actually takes some off the top. So you get your ultimate product cheaper and faster delivered to you. Um, Dustin's a super guy, and have again nothing but positive things to say about all of my sponsors and their customer service which is so important to me but to go on with the show today we have the great Brandon Davis and we talk everything from rock bouncers to UTVs and endurance racing to hill climbs to you know where the season is headed for him what it looks like to be you know a competitive driver and the crazy system of you know checks and balances and the backup plan that he has for his rig um aka his backup plan is another super awesome rig so without further ado ladies and gentlemen brandon davis get a drink and gather around let's talk drivers let's talk rigs let's talk skill you've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world have a seat at the table with us and let's talk about racing on the rocks All right. Well, uh, Brandon Davis, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely. Um, you know, we talked a little bit beforehand when we got started, and, uh, you know, it seems kind of like you don't know that you're a household name. Um, I've had quite a few people request you in particular for interviews um, just because people want to know more about you. So, uh we're cool. yeah we're excited i'm so w thank you for coming on the show because i know it takes time out of your schedule as well um but let's just jump right into it uh tell me about you what do you do outside of racing who are you what do you like to do that's not in the off-road world all right so so i have a uh, site work business um i've had it i guess november will be 17 years that i've right. had that and yeah. um so we do dirt work clearing and building pads and parking lots and uh, stuff like that. And we've got a trucking division where we, we haul gravel and topsoil and that type of material to people. Mm -hmm. So, um, and my wife, my wife and I both, uh, work in it. Uh, she quit her job with the hospital about, I guess, four years ago. And so we're both kind of, we're all in. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I, first things first, I, uh, you know, as a small business owner myself, I mean, working for yourself is like the greatest thing in the entire world. And on top of that, making it a family business, uh, that's awesome. I bet that that is uh, really, really something cool. I hope to be there someday. Yeah, it's, it's real fulfilling, you know, um, and, you know, we're blessed to have, have good work and, and great employees and, and everything just kind of clicks along it's definitely got its hurdles and that our struggles but mm -hmm. um it, it's been a blessing for us and you know it it's got really good days and it's had some really bad days <laughs> but that's, that's just kind of part of it you yeah. know I'm, I'm on my way home from work right now and been welding on dump truck all afternoon so oh, you know man. some days are not not as fun as others but uh we love it and it's it's kind of in our blood, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you've had a, a couple of days of nice weather. I know, and in, in, uh, I'm just south of Nashville in Murfreesboro, and uh, man, it's been about 80 degrees here, nice cool breeze. Uh, it's been it's been great. It, it has been, and that, you know, that changes everything. 
Yeah. Um, it just makes things kind of click along better, and we actually have less equipment issues when it's when it's not 100 degrees outside. Yeah, I believe you know, it. So, I believe it. So everything just seems to run run a little bit smoother when it's like this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll go ahead and we're gonna we'll jump into uh, we'll jump into the show, the meat. And uh, the first thing I want to do is I, I want to talk about um, how how many rigs do you have right now? I know you've got the bouncer and uh, you've got a couple different razors, don't you? Yeah. So right right now I've got uh, two bouncers. Uh, I've got Showtime two point and Unfinished Business. Really. Um, most part I run unfinished business and um, I, I have show time for the kind of a backup and yeah. when I need rear steer on um, certain places I'll, I'll take that machine yeah the, fir- the first year I did it um, I was struggling with being able to fix fix rigs between events so um, I tried to take that that part of it away by buying you know, buying another machine and and it's that's really made things a little bit easier. You know, you don't have to worry about trying to fix something in three or four days and overnight in parts. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's been good. Yeah, that's a that's a super rare situation when someone not only has you know one of the best bouncers in the entire world, but you know, if I had to put the best machines in the world together, I would say that you have two of the top ten for sure. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're both. I mean, they could win any championship any day with the right driver. You know, I'm yeah. still still learning. I've been doing it. I think this is my fifth year. Yeah. So I'm 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 still definitely learning and and going through my learning curve. But um, they're definitely both capable rigs, and they're very similar. Uh, you know, in suspension and motors are mm-hmm. the same, and so. Hop out of one and get another, and and not have to worry about it. Um, so, but yeah. it, it, it it's cool. And then um, on the razors, I've got um, uh, a two chassis razor doing business, mm-hmm. and it's it's on its third season. It's been been real reliable, and it's uh, it's been sorted out. It's a good good rig, and and won a lot of races with it. Yeah. Um, on the, we do some survival races with Pro Rock, mm-hmm. and I've got a, a Turbo S that we run in it, mm-hmm. and um, so that's that's kind of what what we have there. So you are like the perfect interview, and you're the perfect person to talk to because you have everything, and you know you have every version of everything. So I'm gonna pick your brain because um, it, it's kind of rare that you get someone that you know has done all the types of racing uh so i so i personally um you know i'm a little bit more side by side heavy um i used to be into jeeps and rock crawlers and stuff like that and ultimately ended up selling those and moving to the side by sides um i'm actually building my car uh right now i've got a i've got the uh, a 2017 razor and i'm building it for the ultra 4 east coast series um, but it's likely that I'll drop into the uh, the Pro Rock endurance races as well. So I'm really excited to pick your brain about that. But I do want to start with the uh, the Rock Bouncers, and then we'll get into the UTVs, and we'll kind of just go all over the place. Um, okay. So okay. you're racing unfinished business. Pro- that, that's that's car number one, right? Yeah, that's that's primar- primarily what I run. 
So, you know, obviously all, all TC chassis, they're, they're unique in their own right. But what makes that car, you know, just so much better, I mean, call it what it is, what makes that car so much better than every other, you know, chassis, every other buggy out there? Why does it work so good? I think a lot of it is, is you know, Timmy spent a lot of time uh, sorting out the suspension aspects of it. Yeah. And, um, he, he's figured out what works. I mean, it was a lot of different machines he built that, mm -hmm. um, you know, and learning curves, he, he's put the time and effort into it. And, um, you know, he's, He's not afraid to try something new each time he builds something, you know, and it, and it, I think it just finally start, started clicking with yeah. what, what works. And, and so these rigs I've got, um, you know, are both, the suspension on them, just, they soak up everything. You yeah. Know, and they, they do great. And, and he still continues to improve, you know. That's I mean, true. The one, he's got, the one he's got now is, is better than these two, you know. So it's pretty neat how the sport is you know, evolving and, and, and people just keep continuing to make it better. Yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think it's so good too. We're seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of new cars come out from, um, you know, busted knuckle and, and the reject fab. And, you know, it seems like everyone's doing something a little different, but everybody's getting better at everything. So competition is going to make the sport that much better every single time, which is always a good thing. Um, yeah, that, that's right. Um, uh, you know, like Berkey, um, doing chassis now, Jake mm -hmm. Berkey. Um, he's really putting a lot of effort. He's one that's to to look out for. You know these buggies he's building. Yeah. Um, they they are working. You know the the guys that have them. You know some of them are kind of new to the sport mm -hmm. and and still they're like me. You know they're trying to figure things out. But um, once it clicks, <laughs> we're gonna have to look out for them because the, the buggies he's putting out are are definitely working. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I agree with you as well. You know, uh, just from what we've seen so far, you know, give it some time. And I, I very much agree with you. Those are going to be lethal machines. Um, but I want to do a quick little rundown. Um, you know, Showtime 2.0 and Unfinished Business, they're not the same, but they run, it looks like you're running similar parts on both machines. Um, will you just run me through, you know, what kind of wheels do you like? What tires do you run? Suspension, just kind of the generals um, of both machines? Yeah, so um, Showtime, um, they, they are very similar, but uh, Showtime has um, uh, gear works and spider tracks axles. Okay. And uh, it's just a little different setup. It's mm -hmm. Crow Molly housings and, and everything. Um, I run uh, trail ready wheels on both of them. And then, of course, Super Swamper, mm -hmm. uh, sticky tire. Everybody's cutting them and. and you know, for the dirt and everything. Yeah. Uh, they both have 434 small block motors in them. Mm -hmm. um, Showtime has a uh, turbo 400 transmission, and Unfinished Business has a power glide, so that's a little a little bit different. Um, Do you? Is there a big difference in we you know? Because all of this boils down to driver. You know, you know, it's it's we talk about the machines a lot on the show, but like. Ultimately, it comes down to the, the the guy or girl sitting in the seat, and you know, credit is credit. Where you know, give credit where credit is due. You are one of the top drivers out there, and you know, 
<laughs> how do you drive those machines differently just based on something, you know, I'll call it, I'm, gonna, I'm using air quotes for simple, but something as simple of a difference as transmission, like how does that drive differently? Showtime, I have first gear locked out, mm -hmm. so it's really just a two-speed, just like the, you know, I kind of made it a two-speed like the uh, unfinished business. Yeah. Um, so they they drive real similar. The biggest thing I I guess between the two is is the rear steer. Uh, Showtime has rear steer and, and unfinished button. Mm -hmm. um, and unfinished is a little bit lower, so. You know, on big hills where you really, really, it's really iffy that you're going to make it or not, mm -hmm. you know, unfinished um, may do a little bit better. But other than that, they, they're they the same wheelbase. They're, they're really similar rigs. I, you know, I feel comfortable hopping hopping right in, you know, in, in, in one and out of the other or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, and, and that's what I like, you know, being able to have two um, and having one as a backup that it makes it nice. Have, have two very similar machines, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I can only, you know, again, I can only imagine that your backup is, you know, Showtime 2.0. It's one of the, again, the one of the the handful of the best rides out there. Um, but as far as suspension goes, uh, you run Fox suspension, or is that King? Um, the uh, uh, Showtime has Fox. Okay. And then um, Unfinished has, has King, mm -hmm. and they're a, a, th a three-inch you know, bypasses, mm -hmm. and Showtime has two and a half inch, so... Is that a noticeable um, difference? I don't I, I don't think it... The diameter... And I may be wrong. I may be talking about something I don't know, but I really don't think... <laughs> you know more diameter, than I do. Yeah, the, the <laughs> diameter going from a two and a half to a three uh -huh. is that noticeable. Um, I think they do diameter more for um, long distance, like if you're doing King of the Hammers or something. Yeah. where you have more heat build up. Yeah. You know, you have more oil in there and everything. But I think for what we do, you know, a two and a half to a three inch is not, you know, it's not going to be a deal breaker. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Now, from brand to brand, from King to Fox, do you notice any real difference? No. Um, I, they're, they're very, very similar. So, and, and I really, when you pull them both apart, the parts are, are very similar. So I, I don't know... I think it's more in how you valve them and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, have them adjusted than anything. I think you could take any of the top top two or three guys' uh, shock brands, you know, and as long as they're valved correctly and sprung correctly, um, I think you can do good with them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's kind of why I ask, just because people get so bent up on, you know, branding and things like this and that, that uh, at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter to a point, you know? That, that that is correct, um, and I, I I always thought it was the brand thing until I took, you know, you start taking them apart. And yeah. You, you know, you're looking at them, you're like, hey, these <laughs> this <is a> lot <laughs> of, like, same stuff. Um, but I do know, talking about the diameter again. Yeah. Uh, one thing, when you go to a larger shock, you get a bigger uh, shock shaft. Yeah. So that that is a difference. So you wouldn't want to go too small. Right. But um, you know, two and a half to three inches is not not going to be a big, like a noticeable right. difference. Right, right. Well, cool. Uh, let me ask you this. Which one can you see out of better? <laughs> it doesn't look like you can that, see it all out of these things. 
they, I'm going to say they're the same. Really? Yeah. And, you know, I you can see out of them pretty good. You, you do have the shock towers that you're looking through. But, uh-huh. um, you know, you, you really, you have to look so far ahead when you're racing anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking at what's right in front of you, you're... You already messed you know, up. You're, uh, you're already messed up. You're behind. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not looking 50 feet out in front of you, um, you know, you're behind. So if you if you stick to that mentality, um, you know, I can see pretty good. Now, when you get in a bind or get in trouble where you have to maybe back up and climb something, mm-hmm. um, you struggle a little bit looking, you know, looking out of both of them. Yeah. But I think that's with any machine that's, that's not... Uh, you know, IFS. Yeah. They don't have the big shock towers, so. Well, that's that's something I want to ask too. You know, because uh, TC did build the IFS car, and as you know, w- what are your thoughts on IFS or you know, I- you know, independent suspension all the way around, like um, uh, like Outlaw? What what are your thoughts on that when it comes to rock bouncing or racing in like the Southern Rock Racing League or Pro Rock? I I don't know, but I guess I've never drove a IFS machine, mm-hmm. but, you know, a lot of the Ultra 4 guys, the Campbells and those guys uh, running them, they really look like they work. Yeah, they you do. Know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the biggest thing, and, and again, I'm talking about something I don't know a whole lot about. But, <laughs> hey, hey, that's what I do. That's what I do 50% of this show, so don't feel I bad. <laughs> we, we act like we know what to do. But it, it seems like the biggest things in either investing the time or the money and, and have it, get it sorted out, you know, yeah. buy one that somebody has built several times and, and raced and has it all figured out. Because, you know, I know, like, with these, um, just dealing with Razor, the Razor chassis, building, you know, tube chassis mm-hmm. with Razors, if you get something on that front end off a quarter inch, you know, it changes everything. everything. Yeah. You get bump, bump steer and no up travel and, you know, so I think I think somebody that in the bouncer world that spent the time and got it figured out, I, I, I think it could be a contender. And you know, outlaw, uh, it, it kind of suffered with up travel, but yeah. you know that buggy worked. It was lightweight, and he could he could see out of it. Um, I, I think it, I think if somebody could make something, put something together, you know, um, I think it could could work for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I know I've mentioned it on the show before, but uh, there's a, a manufacturer of side by side parts who's really well known. Um, his parts are his his parts are pretty beastly, um, but he's talked a little bit to me about um, building a, a completely independent suspension rock bouncer, and uh, I think wow. that that's going to come out. I don't know if it's you know air quotes again. I don't know if it's out yet, but. Uh, you know, he talked about it being out probably calendar next year and then uh, trying to race it sometime soon as well. Yeah, I, I, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen some of his, you know, parts list, um, uh-huh. and and I, I feel like he's he is he's putting the time and the money into it, mm-hmm. you know, to make it to make it work. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there's a there's a huge learning curve there. Yeah. You know, and somebody that's putting the time into you know engineering it and coming up with something I, I, I think it could work 
Yeah. Well, we had uh, we had Cody Wagner from uh, Laser Nut Racing and Jordan Pellegrino from the Rockstar team. Um, we had them both on here, and you know, Cody was that first version of that car, and uh, Jordan was the second version of that car that came out. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he's going through the same uh, designer, or he's working closely with whoever built that car. So hopefully, you know, by the third iteration, they should have a pretty good car because uh, Jordan's car works awesome. Yeah, it should again. It should be good. Only time will tell. But uh, yeah. but but we'll move on. Um, anything else about the about the actual bouncers themselves that you want to talk about? I, I'm kind of looking to move into the uh, into the side by sides and just kind of br- uh, brush over those as well. No, I, I think I think that covers it. Um, I'm definitely still learning learning how to drive one. You know, it, mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot to it, and you can you can tear up that stuff really fast with those things so and i don't work on them as, as well as i can at razor so yeah i'm still i'm still a little timid on them but um you know we're we're getting there and i feel like i'm getting faster but everybody around me is getting faster also i uh, trust me i uh, trust me i understand it's like it's like you know uh it's crazy to me how when you guys have a race you know that 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 top five drivers they're within you know two seconds of each other, and you'll see that first guy go up, and you're like, "That's the first place. No way anybody's coming close." Yep. And somebody right. beats him by a hundredth of a second, and it's just the the competition is so it's so good now, and and I just as a fan, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, and that, that makes it fun as a racer too. You know, when it's that tight, if we if we're winning by ten seconds, you know, it, yeah. we'd move on to something else. You know, that makes it fun. The last race. You know, we were so close in points, the top three or four of us, there was one point, one point between us on two heels. That's wild. You know, so, yeah. Um, second and third actually tied, tied. So that's, that's when it's fun, and it just makes you want to go a little faster. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. you got to lay it out there. Uh, yeah. But uh, that kind of, you know, I have a question for you because you mentioned it earlier. You know, you mentioned everyone's cutting their tires because it seems, you know, that you guys are racing on more like open dirt, things like that. Um, how do you feel about that? Because, you know, I've been a fan of the league, um, of all the race leagues for, for some time now, many years. And uh, I feel like the style of, of, of race courses, the hills they're having y'all climb, they've changed. They're not necessarily you know, the big, hard rock ledges and, and just massive rocks that they used to be. It's a yeah. lot more loose dirt, uh, you know, maybe steeper climbs and, and then just power. What do you feel about that? Yeah, and that, I think that's more, I know there's a, a few racers that want, you know, big rocks and boulders and, and all that. The I think it's because, we were breaking so much when mm-hmm. it was when we were trying to run across three or four foot tall boulders and then hit a big ledge. You come home with bent drive shafts and broke wheels and you know so much broke stuff. Yeah, I think I think the racers were kind of being like, "Hey, let's 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 back it off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Give us a fast race hill with you know maybe a ledge or two in it." And um, I, I think that's. I, I think that's what it is, you know, because we all work, you know, long weeks and then mm-hmm. have to fix these things on the weekends or late at night and after work, and it just, it was getting old. You know, I hadn't been in it real long, but mm-hmm. that's 
that's kind of the way I was I was feeling it. You know, rather than having just a beat down race, um, you know, they're making it a, a fast course and with a couple technical sections and you know, still making. I mean, you can mess you, you know, when you get a helmet on. You can mess up the easiest race hill out there. Yeah, no, I, I trust me, I get you it know, for sure. And, and put on a show, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. But I, I think that's I think that's what it is, and um, you know, I still like a good you know good ledge or uh, something's got a jump in the middle of it, but yeah. just a beat down boulder course, it's it's tough on you and. Yeah. Up on the machine, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I cannot agree more. And I think there's a balance of both. And I, I think that they're finding it, especially this season. It seems like you're getting a little bit more balance of, of both of them. So, you know, I think it's 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 working the kinks out. You know. Yeah, yeah, and like like Outlaw, he doesn't do really really tough uh, courses, but you know, as far as tearing up stuff, but uh-huh. he makes it challenging where you you know you might race up a hill and and down and through the woods and 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 that makes it a good challenge yeah I, I, too, and we're not we're not wadding wadding stuff up so i completely agree and understand i think that that's you know it, it's just it's a different option for racers rather than you know a drag race it's uh you know it just is a new flavor correct so yeah. i think that's great um but going to the utvs uh let's talk about your chassis uh who built who built the chassis so uh justin with RSC uh, built the chassis and it was done in 2016 mm-hmm. so um, uh, Timmy raced it one year I guess mm-hmm. and then uh, I bought it from him and I've raced it the last two years what's your uh, what's your how, how do you feel you know because you're you spend a lot of time in a full body and you spend time in the uh, in the in the chassis I've had a razor bouncer before um, and I, I, our listeners have heard me kind of complain because I used it for everything. I didn't race, and I just used it for hill killing, and also used it for, you know, riding eight, ten hours a day in. Uh, yeah. You know, when you when you want to, when somebody comes up and asks you, what's it like driving a razor buggy? What do you say? If, if you've got one that you know has been built by, you know, a reputable person that's, you know, the biggest thing they have is is front end issues. I think these guys, when they started spitting them out, they they didn't take a whole lot of time to to get the front ends, uh, you know, jigged up right. And yeah. They, they had a lot of bump steer in them and um, had front end problems. And, and that, I feel like that kind of burned a lot of people and yeah. maybe steered, steered a lot of people uh, away from them. But these, you know, it's like anything, these guys are learning and, and they've come a long way and uh, mine's sorted out pretty good, and um, I feel real comfortable in it. Uh, I'm probably a little more comfortable in a full body, believe it or not. Really? The way these the way these courses have gotten. Yeah. Um, you know the chassis is definitely faster, and it's just because it's a little little bit longer and mm-hmm. a, a little bit lower, you know, center of gravity. So um, it just makes it faster. But I'm. I'm still pretty comfortable in a full body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's just not. It's just not faster. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's not. But what I always used to tell people was like, you know, imagine riding in a Formula One car, and then imagine riding in a, you know, a, 
a Camaro or something like that, you know? Yeah. It's just totally two different designs and one's built to, you know, get you from point A to point B the fastest and the other one's made to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, you're, that, that's right. These things are, you know, you can build them as bulletproof as you want to, you know, that, um, uh, the chassis. And, mm-hmm. and so some of these races, like the last one, um, SRS race, we had to hit a ledge and, and jump about 10 feet over a uh, section of rocks. That's to get up it. And, <laughs> you know, so you're ramming, you just, it's like hitting a brick wall, you know. Yeah. Suspension com- compresses and, uh, you, and next thing you know, you're up there and you're going through the finish line. You know, it's amazing. You know, a full body wouldn't wouldn't take that repeatedly, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, they're, per- they're purpose built and, and they're like, yeah, they're like little race cars. What's your what's your favorite thing about your tube chassis? What what makes you love that car? Uh, I like it in in turns, you know, it's yeah. real it's real stable, it's so low. Um, you know, you can take off full throttle 90 degrees and it it just hooks the ground and and gets her done, you know, and and believe it or not, it's real reliable too and I um I've kind of got I've got a lot of bugs worked out of it the last couple of years and it's real reliable and predictable. Yeah. You know, so so I hear you say that and I think to myself, you know, obviously a full body is a little bit more comfortable, but why wouldn't you race your buggy in an endurance race? You know, I hear a lot of people say like, "Oh, why don't they run their buggy in, in the long distance races?" And I'd love for you to answer that question and put it to bed once and for all. <laughs> yeah. The- and I've tried to figure figure out a way to do to do that. Uh-huh. Um, the biggest thing is f- the fuel tank. Like mine's only got a um, three gallon fuel tank. Yeah, that's nothing. And, and so you know, a Razor's ten or a full body's ten. So that's that's the biggest thing. And a lot of guys are are redoing their tube chassis and and putting bigger tanks in there so they can run the survival. Really. In them. Um, Who's doing that? Uh, I knew you'd ask me. I knew it. <laughs> I'm I know Jamie. Jamie Coldiron did it. Yeah. And um, uh, somebody else I saw he put he added a tank, and I can't remember who it was. That's all right. That's all right. But but yeah, there's um, West Keen. West Keen did it. West um, Keen's got a mean little X3 buggy. He does, and that thing. That thing's low to the ground. Yeah, it is. Hey, yeah, he's one of those. If he if he crosses the finish line, he's gonna be on the podium. Yeah. You know? Well, I'll tell you, if you ever get a chance to talk to him, I uh, I talk to him, try to get him on the show, and he's like, "Man, I'm just not much of a talker." And I was like, "I promise, it's not that bad." So, <laughs> if you ever, if you, we need to get both of y'all on the show together because you know I can. We're, we're our conversation is good, and if he's comfortable with you, he we we got to get him on here because uh, I've I've had a lot of requests for him too. Yeah, he he's a good guy. He is a little quiet, but once you once you get him talking, you know about off road stuff. Yeah, he, he'll talk it up. Uh, but yeah, DC Thompson was the other one that did a okay. He put a fuel tank in his and ran survival last time. Well, that's uh, that's exciting. I'm 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 so curious because you know we'll just kind of kind of leapfrog here a little bit. Um, personally, I love hill killing. Um, I do think it's awesome, but as a driver. I will much rather 
go get in an endurance race than a hill. And yeah. I think as a spectator, um, you know, like going up to Dirty Turtle, uh, I had a few friends go for the last weekend for the Ultra 4 race. And, you know, Dirty Turtle is one of those w random places in the East Coast that has a track where spectators can actually go and watch and you can watch right. part of the race happen. And right. I think that, you know, first off, I think that's a great thing. I think that the, I think that the, yeah, as a driver, it sounds more fun to me. And then the third thing is, Honestly, I think that's where the future of the, the racing is going for the East Coast. I, I personally think that hill killing will always be around, but I think that we'll see a shift to endurance racing being, you know, what's catered to. Yeah, I, I agree. There, There's really nothing like getting out and running, you know, 90% for an hour or two. Yeah. And you're running through the woods and getting to pass, pass people or get passed by people. Yeah. You know, and I, I agree. It's Yeah, that's awesome though. So let me ask you this. Um, oh man, I had it and I just I just left my brain actually. Um, we'll keep we'll keep going. Um, tell me about the endurance uh, the endurance machine that you're running. It's like unraveling a thread on a shirt. You know, once you start pulling it a little bit, you don't have a shirt left. this because I'm, I'm looking at a picture of your uh, your endurance race you had lined up um is there any reason you did the uh, the bed delete straight out of the gate i don't not necessarily i like that the fact that i can work on it yep. quick when i need to yep, everything's accessible um you know even just putting a belt on yeah it, you know it's everything's right there you know, yeah. I can see, I can, I can check all my motor connections, see if stuff, make sure stuff's plugged in good and tight. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, that's why, I, that's why I do it. Just, just accessibility. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, and I think that that's the most logical reason for people doing it. Um, you know, 
I know some people do it for style or what have you, or, you know, all of the other options that people have, but, um, having that whole, you know, access to the entire engine makes a world of difference. It really does. Also, the car looks awesome. I didn't, well, thank you. yeah, yeah. I didn't even, I, I was just, I'm sitting here looking at it and I was like, man, it's just a, a you can tell this thing's made to go fast, you know? Yeah. The, you know, the turbo S it, it's got its place for sure. Um, you know, cause it's, uh, it's a little wider than, than the, the regular turbo but uh -huh. it's so stable and so fast it i mean it's if it's the right course man it's it's hard to beat um if you get on a tight tight woods course it may struggle you know just a little bit mm -hmm. um but for the most part i i love it i, I think it's the, the car to have you know and the suspension uh, what polaris has done with that I don't know if it's magnetic ride like like on cars or what mm -hmm. they, what it is in there, but it's just amazing what that what the suspension does. Yeah, that dynamics package is uh, it's it's pretty pretty amazing how fast. Because I'm in software, that's my what I do as a day job, and uh, it's pretty amazing the system that they've got running on there for sure. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm anxious to see you know if it's you know keep, continues on and we don't start seeing some of this in the in the big buggies you know, yeah yeah that so, would be that'd be incredible and you uh know, I, you know i think the technology's there you know it's just a matter of us catching up to it yeah know? for sure i i can't wait for that that that's i hadn't even thought about that going to bouncers and that's uh that's some next level stuff because what i what i think when i see it is um you know if you can have we'll call it a you know smart shock but if you could have a smart bypass, that's even better. You know, you get that you you get a fully retunable on the fly bypass, and that seems to be where you know the the benefit of the suspension really comes in. Yeah, that that's right. Like the Turbo S, you can you can feel it stiffen up in a, in a turn. You know, it stiffens the outside shocks. Mm -hmm. You know, and and just makes it feel so stable. I mean, I. I can't imagine that, though. you know, if you had that capability in a rock bouncer. Yeah. So let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Um, what's your is kind of an off the wall question. What's your favorite UTV tire? I, I go back to the trusty Bighorn. Oh yeah. Every time. Yeah. I, I hate. I, I'm running the carnivores on on the survival rig. That's uh -huh. the first time I've run them this year. Mm -hmm. This year. Um, but I, I, I'll probably go back to Bighorn next year, you know, and, yeah. and I run the one, the 29s that come on the machine from yeah. the factory, you know, it, it's just a, it is six ply, you know, so you, you do get more punctures and mm -hmm. stuff, but for all around courses, um, it's hard to beat. And I, I've, I've had, you know, all kinds of different tires and yeah. I keep coming back to yeah, well, that's that's why I ask. Is just uh, is just because of you know, it's a it's a trusty tire, and I see a lot of guys run them, and uh, I have a lot of people ask me, you know, if you got on Facebook for any length of time, it's what kind of oil do you use and what tire and wheel do you want, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's the the age old question, but uh, <laughs> what's uh? Let me ask you this. So you have your endurance series and you have your hill killing. We kind of touched on it earlier. But if you had to pick one and, and race it for the rest of your life, is it going to be hill killing or is it going to be endurance? Oh, that's tough. I, I think you get 
tired of one thing, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you when you get tired of hill killing, you go do some survival and and vice versa. But yeah. It'd be tough to race, you know, endurance survival stuff. Every, you know, every weekend or every other weekend. Yeah. You know, because it does take a lot out of you. So, um, I think far as something I I really 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 enjoy is the survival, but it would be hard to do it every race yeah no, and that makes sense that that definitely makes sense because it's also hard on the machine too because your machine's running 10 times as long yeah and and it's you have to it's a lot more effort you really need to get there um you know prior to race the race and and be able to pre-run and mm-hmm. and you know it's a lot of it, it's a lot of effort a lot more effort but i really enjoy it a lot but it'd be it would be hard to do it if you had any advice to give to somebody who is a racer and maybe they're not in that, we're going to ask this for UTV and bouncers, both both questions here. Um, if you had to give an advice to uh, someone who does race who maybe isn't doing that well or someone who's thinking about racing, what what advice would you give them to, to give them a good start on racing or a good, you know, a good, what's good advice for another racer? We'll do. We'll start with bouncer. What would you say for bouncer? I think bouncer, like if you're gonna get into racing, I think you need to wait until you can get a machine that is built properly. Properly, mm-hmm. you know, don't you know, don't buy a, a twenty thousand dollar rock bouncer <laughs> and think that it's gonna perform because you're you will eventually pretty quickly spend spend the money. Yeah, you know, improving it and. You know, it'll be disappointing when you're out there breaking, you know, breaking every race. So I think, and and it was tough for me to do that, but I knew that I needed to get something that was proven mm-hmm. and had the right parts list that I wouldn't be uh, worrying about breaking every race. Yeah. So I, I think that's the thing. Get a good machine, you know, and that you can kind of sort out throughout the, you know, as you race it, but something that's not going to be just, um, breaking high dollar items every every race. Okay. Um, and the one thing I see a lot is, well, like I know when I'm when I have not done good on a weekend, I know enough to know that it was pretty much driver. You know, sure. you need to be man up and and know that you did not drive good that weekend. I see so many people blaming it on rigs or yeah. blaming it on something. You know, my motor's cutting out, you know, something. To be better, a better racer, you've got to realize, <laughs> for the most part, it's driver. Yeah, I get that. You know? and, and I try and see that and look at videos and see where I can improve and, and you know, just do better. And yeah. for the most part, it's, when I don't do good, it's because I made a mistake, you know. Yeah, for sure. Out there, so. So what would you say to a, you know, a UTV driver? Uh, UTV, I, I feel like starting out racing, you, you could do really good in, in a full body rig and, and they're, they're easy to work on. And, um, I feel like you could, you know, race that for a season kind of get a feel for it, see mm-hmm. how you like things, and then, you know, look for a good, reputable chassis builder or buy one that you've seen 
running for a year, mm-hmm. buy, you know, buy a used one. Um, but I don't think right out of the gate, go out and buy, you know, spend forty or fifty thousand dollars in a fully built razor. You know, I, I feel like you can do something in a in a full body and and race a little bit and kind of get a feel for things. Yeah, you know? I agree for sure. Um, because you can you can kind of you can spend what you want to on these things. You know, and I see a lot of people go out and spend the money and um, get one built and then get disappointed with it and, um, you know, and they have to, have to sell it for half of what you have in it. You yeah, know? that's so, very true. I mean, I, that's that's the story of Facebook. It's buggies everywhere and nobody wants to buy them, unfortunately. Yeah, and it, it costs a lot of money, you know, to, to you basically buy a new razor and then you spend another, you know, Ten or fifteen thousand dollars building it, yeah. building the chassis. So um, you can get disappointed real fast when it's not really the sport that you want may want to be in, or or something, you know. But I, I think you can kind of ease into it and figure out what you like. You know, I mean, I did it for um, race racers for a couple years mm-hmm. um, in a in a full body, and before I kind of figured out the direction I wanted to go, you know. Yeah, for sure. You, you kind of learn the sport and get to talk to people and figure out what works, and then you know, and then go buy you one or build build you one. Yeah, I fully agree, a hundred percent. And uh, even you know, even having a full body, it doesn't you know, like we mentioned earlier, it's just not the same as having a buggy. But it definitely gives you a good idea if you know, if you want to make that jump straight into the deep end, you know. Yeah, that that's that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So one thing I do want to ask is. You know, you're a significant presence at, at most all the races. You know, you're you're at every single race. I you know, if if it's a if it's a race, I typically know that you know you're going to be there, and, and and I expect to see you, uh, you know, run at some time during the day. Do you guys do any trail riding and just like like leisure riding? We <laughs> we do from time to time, but mostly mostly during the off season. Yeah. During race season, it's it's really a it's a fast pace. Um, you know, you're you're working and, and keeping things running and and hitting these races. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do a whole lot of trail riding during during the race season. Um, yeah, that makes sense though. But but during the winter and the or the fall and spring, definitely definitely hit some trails and uh, we kind of we try and stay. For the most part, we stay local. We've been to Windrock a few times, but mm-hmm. um, for the most part, we stay around here and and ride. We've got a little farm that we go ride on some. So, well, where's uh, your where's your favorite place to go ride? If you if you're going just for trail riding, where's your favorite place? I would say we like Windrock. Well, it's the that's my that's favorite it. too, man. Yeah, that's got that's got everything. It does. You know, and it, it's got good campsites and cabins and. Um, that's just really a fun, fun place to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about racing. So on the, you know, in the bouncer side, where's your favorite place to race your bouncer? What park, what race, where you like to go? I would say, um, I can't, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> the, place, the place in Col- down near Coleman. Uh, we don't, we don't go there anymore. What is it? Goodness gracious. Uh, I'm it's looking. Not great uh, rock. Stony Lonesome. 
Stony Lonesome. Yeah, Stony Lonesome. I have not made it down there yet, but I'd love to. That is, I don't know why we haven't been there in a couple of years, but that's by far my favorite place to race, bouncers. Okay. You know, it's got big hills, and I don't know why, but I seem like I do better better on the big intimidating stuff, and I, I'm not really sure like why that is, because I know I'm, I'm shaking like a leaf when I'm sitting at the start line. You know, that's, you know but, that's one question I always eventually ask during the interview is, you know, how do you have the stones to get up there and do that race? And it's good to hear because I know that first hill that I climb, you know, if I go if I go out for a trip or something, that first hill that's like, you know, a pretty good hill, I'm a little nervous and it, and it wears off by, you know, the rest of the day. But uh, definitely, you know, you, you drivers in the race leagues, y'all have a whole different level of courage or something crazy that y'all got going on because y'all will y'all are not afraid i'll tell you that yeah i i every time i take off i sit there and you know my my gas pedal leg is kind of shaking you know yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think trust that's, me, what I keeps you, that's what keeps you going and you know you, right before they tell you to go you try and take a deep breath and and calm down and and clear your head and it, but I think that's what makes you want to keep coming back. You know, I, I remember at Stony some of those hills, um, sitting down there, and you don't know the outcome. Yeah. You know, if you've watched 10 people in front of you barrel roll off a hill, you don't know if that's going to be you or not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's, that's something, so, you know, what you mentioned about that's the part that makes it worth it. It really is because, you know, that first hill, you know, you're a little nervous, you climb it. You have so much more satisfaction in climbing that hill than you will the rest of the day because it's just it's so it's that that's what makes this sport so much fun is being able to look at something and you know have that little bit of nerves have that little bit of doubt and then when it's all over you look back and you're like I did it and I accomplished something you know oh yeah every every time we race a hill that you know when we're kind of pre walking it and looking at it we're like. I don't know if we're gonna be able to climb that, you know. And then, and then at the end of the day, we've climbed it, and we're yeah. like, that's, that is very satisfying. And, and that's that's what I think. If we were just kind of easing around and just racing, you know, I don't think that would be. I don't. I don't think people would be coming back. You know. Yeah. It's the challenge. It's the challenge that that keeps us going. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this on the flip side: Where's your least favorite place to go race? <laughs> listening to this he'll, he'll kill me. <laughs> he, he knows it's bikini bottom <laughs> oh man you know if it makes you feel any better uh you're not the first person in fact you're not the second person that says that yeah yeah it's i have had bad luck at that park every time i go and it you know i always break something pretty good and it's all that concrete, man-made concrete. It's rough. I, it's rough. It's it's unpredictable for some reason. And that's I talked to Stephen Rogers about that, and and he that he said that's the only time that he's ever been you know nervous and and had some you know I always ask people you know you're afraid of getting hurt and he's like man when you tumble down that concrete on Fable Hill he's like that is a different kind of pain that that'll shake you up pretty bad. It is. I've had more damage from that from that park than anywhere else. You know, not only you know buggy damage, but you know not being able to move the next day. Yeah. Personally, just um, you know bouncing 
lifting up that thing and then hitting the concrete walls, it's, it's pretty rough. I always, I just, something about it, I always seem to have mechanical issues there too, so. <laughs> well, I get it, I get it. Like I said, you're not the first or second person to say that, so, um, you know, no no hard feelings, and anyone listening, no, don't take it too personally. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Clyde, Clyde knows, we've, we've told him. Well, good, good. Uh, well, let's let's talk UTV. Where's your favorite place to go race your UTV? Uh, I really like the that mine made uh, park. Really? Pro, we raced uh, Pro Rock last uh, I guess the last couple of years there. Yeah. Did survival race and uh, that's some crazy, crazy high speed woods course. Yeah, that's awesome uh, though. Yeah, it, it is unreal how how good of a place that is. And it's just, uh, you know, wide open. It's got a big variety of, you know, good trails and then some technical rough stuff. And mm-hmm. um, Joey and Trip always, you know, mix it up good for us and uh, give us some, some good challenges. But that's, that's probably my favorite UTV place. So where's your least favorite? Bikini Bottoms. <laughs> oh man you knew that was coming yeah I did I did yeah same story just breakage yeah it is you know UTVs we we race down that cable hill yeah and always breaking something I bet always breaking something so and uh, it, it is rough too yeah so yeah. you just kind of grit your teeth when you when you're off the end of it. Oh, that's a that's good. It makes me glad that that's not in my schedule. <laughs> so, so uh, anyways, uh, talking about schedule, where where are you going to be the rest of the season, the rest of the year? Um, I'm assuming you're going to be at all the Southern Rock Racing Series races. Um, are, are you going to be anywhere in particular other than that? Really, just you know the Pro Rock stuff um, and Pro UTV, and then the SRS event. You know, we're, we're chasing this uh, pro UTV, the survival stuff, pretty hard mm-hmm. this year. So um, we won we want it overall last year. Yeah. I think, we're, I think I'm in second or third overall this year. Um, and, you know, if you win it, you get a Polaris sponsorship. So um, really trying to push on that. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so one thing I do want to mention too is uh, obviously you know we're recording the Sunday before the new machine releases. Uh, you know, without getting yourself in trouble, um, have, do you know anything about the machine? No, I, I just I just know what I've seen on you know on the internet. Yeah. You know the little headlight pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you uh, are are you know what do you think we're going to be getting? I agree. And so I would think that it's more, you know, creature comfort. Yeah. And, yeah. and design stuff than, than it would be suspension. So. Do you think you're going to um, get a, a new motor? I would think they'd be a, 
I do not know. I do not. Whether it be faster, you know, a whole lot faster, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, you know, I guess K&M is their biggest, uh, what what keeps pushing them. Yeah, their biggest, their big competition the for sure. Game, so. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, that's pretty much all I had. You know, we talked about uh, a little bit about yourself, your your cars, and, um, you know, where you're going to be the rest of the year so people can come find you. Um, Is there anybody you want to give a shout-out to or anything else you want to mention? Yeah, you know, I I know if I started listing names, (laughs) I'd I'd forget, you know, half of them. But i got to thank my wife for all the support, you know, through the years. Um, you know, when I told her I wanted to buy my first rock bouncer and told her what it cost, you know, she kind of looked at me a little funny. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) But she's had my back the whole time and, um, I've picked up, you know, a few sponsors along the way and Mm -hmm. mostly in the UTV part of it. And, and I appreciate them always keeping me in parts and keeping me going. And, um, you know, I broke a few things at the last race and, Clint, the special carriers, he had them had the parts built into me in 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 two days. You know, yeah, and that that's that's awesome when they when you got that kind of support out there. You know, and they they don't ask any questions; they just make sure you took care of. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's that's excellent customer service. Yeah, and they come. You know, a lot of them come to the races. You know, Keller Ball Joints at Todd Keller was was there at the last race and supporting you and you know that's that's neat to see you know they're not only got a product but they're out there you know promoting it and, and helping you keep going so yeah pretty cool but no I, I i think it's like i said i can't thank everybody but i, I do appreciate all the support yeah absolutely it makes, it makes it fun and my wife and i we love coming you know to the races and and getting to see everybody and it's it's a it's a pretty cool off-road off-road family yeah it it really is it really is and that's one that's one message that i get every single time i do a show is uh we're all you know high school musical we're all in this together and uh we get a chance to you know really uh, i don't know we're we're all growing as a a sport and everyone goes up together you know yep you're you're exactly right and it's growing together and and we're all kind of promoting each other and and helping each other out and it's it's a lot of fun. We love it. Well, good, good. Well, Brandon, that's all I had for you. Um, if you'll stay on the line for me, we'll talk for a few minutes after. But uh, we'll go ahead okay. and close it out. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And thanks for giving us your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, I just want to give another shout-out to Pack Racing Springs. Um, one thing I cannot articulate enough is if you listen to our podcast I did with Chris Berger from their team over there, they offer full shock tuning. You know, I have the spring kit right now. I will eventually send my shocks over there. I'm getting married, so I'm trying to do one thing at a time. But having your shocks tuned by professionals is the next step in getting that perfect ride quality and comfort. If you listen to the podcast, we talk about that pretty extensively. That, um, you know, at one point, it doesn't matter what really shocks you're running. You know, if they're, if they're valved correctly, if they're sprung correctly, everything works exactly how you need it to. So pack Racing Springs at RacingSprings.com. Tell them that Racing on the Rock sent you or use code ROR for 10% off the entire website. 
Infinite Off-Road is also, again, an unbeatable warranty. 25 year, you break it, they fix it, they repair it, they send it to you, no questions asked, covers accidental damage, craziest warranty in the off-road business. I can't recommend them enough. Uh, all their Infinite Off-Road brand products, whips, wheel rings, light bars, mirrors with lights in them, light pods, everything you can think of comes with that warranty. If you're buying your lights somewhere else, it you're just being dumb. So give those guys a shout out. Uh, code R-O-C-K-S will get you 10% off of their website as well. And that is actually the same brand of lights that uh, everybody's favorite redneck Hubert Rowland uses as well. So, you know, celebrity endorsed as well. Also, my friends at All Things UTV. Again, everything else that's not lighting and spring and suspension components, I go to All Things UTV. Uh, or excuse me, not suspension components, shock, shock tuning. Um, suspension components are what I go to all things UTV for. Tie rods, blow-off valves, gear shifters, uh, you know, differential build kits, RS1 diffs, the whole nine yards. Everything about it is excellent, and everything about it is perfect. Um, again, I deal with their customer service regularly. When I call up there, I talk to Dustin or anyone he has on his staff. Everyone that answers the phone is very kind and courteous and they'll get parts to you super fast for the best prices. But most importantly, uh, check us out on Facebook, and thanks for listening to the show. You guys are what making this happen, and uh, the drivers love talking to me, but more than anything, they love answering your questions. If you ever have any questions you want us to answer, please send them in. Let me know. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, uh, Racing on the Rocks, and thanks for listening, everybody.